feeling completely unapologetic about one's financial goals, financial desires, and financial success is not something that comes easily to many people. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money, because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to join me today. Hey, I've got two quick questions for you before we dive into today's show. First question is this, what's your biggest challenge with money right now? Second question, how, if at all, have your financial habits changed in the last six months? Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm really curious to know what's happening with you and money, and I may even craft an episode around the answers you share. And don't worry, your answers will remain anonymous. Now, let's get into today's show. You already know, guilt is a powerful emotion. It typically kicks in regarding your behavior, choices, and or circumstances. It's usually triggered by something you did, wish you had done but didn't, think you did, or are feeling. And like many other emotions that we humans experience, guilt is really complex especially when it pertains to money. When it pertains to money, guilt can cause you to feel self-conscious about almost every aspect of it, from how much you spend and on what, from your level of wealth, how much you earn, even how you feel about those who have earned or spend less or more than you. Money-related guilt can surface at different times for different people under varying conditions. However, it can conspicuously rear its head when we engage in cultural conversations about entitlement, high income, and wealth. And although these discussions happen all the time, I tend to notice an uptick in them when the economy is a bit fragile. It's also when there seems to be more media attention to the politics of wealth and the ever-widening gap between rich and poor. Sometimes that comes into sharper focus during periods like right now when the Fed raises interest rates as a way to tame inflation and recession fears. But today's episode is not about any of that. It's not about these important aspects or those important aspects of money. Today, I want to talk about the emotions of money and more specifically about the interesting and complex emotion of guilt. So let's start there. Do you ever have any guilt about money? Either having it or not having it? Have you ever felt embarrassed about your financial choices or circumstances, your financial goals, your financial success, or simply the things that you want, which require money? These questions are indeed somewhat rhetorical because I'm going to venture a guess and say your answer is yes. 
And maybe these examples don't fit you and your circumstances precisely, but I bet something else money related does. And if I am wrong and your answer is a no, I never have money guilt, please, please send me a DM on Instagram and let me know how you've managed to circumvent this minefield. Because feeling completely unapologetic about one's financial goals, desires, and success, it's not something that comes easily to many people. I say this both from observation and experience. And from this vantage point, I know that money guilt kicks in for any host of reasons. When yours kicks in, what's the reason? Is it due to spending beyond your means? Is it due to feeling self-conscious about your ability to buy almost anything you want when you want? Is it due to having grown up poor and now you're finally doing well, especially compared to some family members and childhood friends? Is it due to being the one doing well, yet you struggle to manage some family members' expectations about what you should do with your money? Maybe it is due because you were born into a wealthy family and now you're wrestling with either how the wealth was created and or not having earned your own money and created your own wealth. I have a few more examples to share with you. Is it due to feeling you don't deserve your financial success and abundance despite having worked hard for it and really hard in some instances, right? Although we need to get away from equating hard work with particular results. That's another episode. Is it due to having debt? Is it due to not having achieved the level of financial success you thought you would have by now? Is the guilt due to making costly mistakes in the past that you're still paying for today? Is it due to judging others on how they spend their money on what and what wealth they have? I've just taken a few seconds of your airtime <laughs> to share with you a punch list of 10 examples. And clearly I could go on, but I'll spare you that. But we needed to talk about this because even if none of these reasons resonate with you, there is a reason, there is a trigger for your guilt. And the thing that I always like to remind people is, to think about whether or not the reason for their guilt is also the trigger. And if it isn't, then you need to take some time to explore, well, then what is the trigger for the reason? And to what extent is the reason and the trigger connected to your attitude about money and your behaviors with it that quite frankly were shaped by your family, either in word or in deed? Reasons are one part of the guilt equation, and we really need to make sure that we have some clarity around that. Narratives, though, are another. So what narratives do you find yourself frequently buying into? For example, do you sometimes catch yourself applying labels, whether to yourself and others, like the starving artist cliche? Or maybe you describe rich people as selfish, greedy, or obnoxious. Or maybe you're the rich one and you feel others are judging you in these ways with these words through those lenses. 
narratives are largely shaped by beliefs and feelings. And it's why one of the many reasons, or it's why I, I invite people, I should say, to own their feelings when it comes to money, including the emotion of guilt. Because when you don't, that means the guilt has power over you. When you do, it's a way of you reclaiming your power. So it's not about trying to avoid having the emotion of guilt. It is recognizing when it surfaces, it's understanding the reason for it and it's understanding the trigger for it. And it's understanding where the narrative around that may come into play. But here's the thing, guilt about money or anything really is tricky. I mean, really, really tricky. And it's tricky in part because a healthy dose of guilt can serve a purpose. It can help you increase your self-awareness and self-understanding so that you learn useful lessons and avoid making the same choices in the future that prompted the guilt that you might be experiencing now or experienced in the past. And this is true whether it pertains to money or other, as other matters or aspects in your life. But the other thing that makes it tricky is that yes, it can perhaps be a, a healthy dose that serves a purpose, but also it can be all consuming and keep you stuck. And when you find yourself feeling guilty and it is not a passing emotion, then here are three things, three steps that you can take and do. The first, we've kind of tapped into it already, right? Identify the reason and the trigger. The second, we've also touched upon, identify the narrative feeding it. And typically there's always some sort of narrative. And then the third is to create a counter response. And to make this whole sequence a lot less abstract, Let's just say that you were feeling guilty about spending more than you earn. Why? Why is this happening? Is it really because you're not earning enough or is it more tied to how you get paid? What? What are you buying that is tipping you over the scale? What makes those experiences or things so important to you or to those you love that you willingly carry the weight and the stress of spending beyond your means? What else? What else is this impacting? Because it has to be preventing you from addressing other priorities. So what are those priorities and what makes you comfortable with this trade-off? Where? Where is the need to spend like you do coming from? Are you playing out a narrative from your childhood? Are you feeling a bit of pressure? Maybe it's social pressure, maybe it's professional pressure, maybe it's peer pressure to keep up with others. Or are you using money as a way of satisfying an emotion that really isn't getting fed elsewhere? I know, I have hit you with a slew of questions in this episode. However, by taking the time to answer them, you put yourself in the driver's seat of your guilt. So instead of it being an unchecked emotion that is driving you, it helps you to understand your situation and the context surrounding it so that you are in the driver's seat from a fully aware perspective. 
And so once you answer these questions, you'll have a roadmap for how to interrupt the pattern of behavior that is causing your guilt. Plus, you'll know what to do, whether that's on a one-time basis, as well as an ongoing way to manage, in this example, overspending. This is your counter response or the third step in the process of identifying and managing your money guilt. And look, maybe this example that I just shared with you about spending beyond your means, maybe that's not your issue. Maybe that's not, you know, in any way connected to the 10 examples that I shared and the endless examples that I did not. Um, and so again, maybe this doesn't really resonate with you. Maybe you feel guilty about something else. Maybe you feel guilty about having more than others. The, the issue is whatever is the source of the guilt, the reason for the guilt, Ask yourself why, what, what else, and where. Ask yourself these sorts of questions so you can truly get to the root because hidden in your answers are the clues, again, for how to manage your guilt and its attendant behavior. And here's one last thing before I hop out of your ear today that I wanna say about money and guilt and maybe even just money in general. Regardless of how much you have of it, money comes with responsibility. And one of those responsibilities is for you to be comfortable in your own skin about what you have and what you don't have. Another is remembering that holding on to guilt about money in whatever form it takes hinders your progress. This can really rob you of experiencing the success and joy that money can actually bring. Today, we talked about the emotion of guilt, but let's remember it is but one, albeit powerful emotion you can have when it comes to money. So when money guilt surfaces, the first thing you must do is acknowledge it because suppressing it is a form of self-sabotage and that's not very useful. The second thing is to put it in its place and you put it in its place by really understanding the reason and the trigger and having a counter response to it. And then finally, you gotta let it go. In other words, don't let guilt get in the way of another responsibility that you have when it comes to money. And that is doing what is needed to have a healthy relationship with your money. And while healthy likely means different things to different people at different stages of life, it is not to be confused with being perfect, being perfect with your money and getting every single decision and choice right. I always like to say, just as all of your relationships evolve and the dynamics of them evolve over time, the same is true when it comes to your relationship with money. Therefore, how you define healthy evolves over time and just make sure that you're not letting guilt get in the way of that. And on that note, my friends, that is it for today's episode. As always, thank you for listening all the way until the end. If today's episode sparked an aha or reflection, I'd love to hear more. Please send me a DM on Instagram. And back to those two questions that I asked at the top of our time together today. What's your biggest challenge with money right now? How, if at all, have your financial habits changed in the last six months? 
let me know. I might turn your answers into an episode. And again, your answers will remain anonymous. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or perhaps this particular episode, please share it so we can reach more people. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. We do, in fact, read them. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Once more, thank you for listening today. I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money. 